have been talking to us on the believer's authority. Believer's authority. And um, today, by the grace of God, we shall be looking at authority in Jesus' name. Authority in the name of Jesus. Authority in the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus is no less than Jesus. The name of Jesus is no less than Jesus. So anytime the name Jesus is mentioned, is as if Jesus is present to perform that which you have mentioned his name for. A lot of believers don't recognize this fact that when they call the name Jesus, Jesus is present at that time to perform that which they have called him for. And I also want you to know that the name of Jesus is power. We usually say that there is power in the name of Jesus. But I have come to tell you that there is difference between power in the name of Jesus and Jesus' name as power. Are you following me now? When you say there is power in the name of Jesus, it means that, yes, before the resurrection of Jesus, Jesus' name does not carry the authority. That name was just like any other name. But that name got above every other name when he resurrected. The Bible says he has been given a name that is what? Above every other name. What that means is that before that statement was pronounced after his resurrection, that means that before his resurrection, that name is like he's on the same pedestal with every other name. Are you getting what I'm saying? If I say my name is Shego Pastor, huh? when you mention pastors, my name is equal there because I fall in the category. Of pastor. But when you say, My name is Shedul Pastor, the chairman of pastors or the president of pastors, something has changed. Authority has been given to me. And that authority made me to act in a certain capacity beyond every other pastor. They all come to submit to me despite the fact that we are all pastors. But something has taken place that cannot be seen with the naked eye, but is tangible. Are you following me now? And that was exactly what happened to Jesus when he resurrected. God, his father said that Philippians chapter 2 if you read from verses 5 down you get to verse 7, you begin to talk about Jesus being obeyed. He said, having obeyed 
and humble himself to the point of faith, even the death of the cross, he said, his father highly exalted him and gave him a name that is above every other name. So that name, that difference starts with that name from that day. From that pronouncement that Jesus has been given a new name and that name is enveloped with authority. And it says that when that name is mentioned, it says every knee will bow. Can you see that? The name of Jesus is power. That name is pronounced power. Am I giving you a mind shift? So that when you call the name, you know what you are calling. The name will not be effective to those who don't understand the name. But the name is effective for only those who have the understanding, the spiritual understanding of the name. Because you cannot understand the name with head knowledge. The name can only be revealed to you. Hallelujah. Praise God. The person of Jesus is not different from the name of Jesus. The person of Jesus is not different from the name of Jesus. Are you different from your name? No. You answer your name. When your name is called, you say, this is me. Can you see that? This is me. So your name and your personality, they are one. We are talking about authority in Jesus' name. Jesus gave every believer that privilege and right to use his name. I think you are aware of that. He has given us the privilege to use that name that is power. To use that name to unlock doors. In the book of Matthew chapter 18 and verse 18, the Bible says that whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatever you lose on earth shall be loose in heaven. Of course, I have explained that scripture to you. It will mean that whatever you disallow on earth will be disallowed in heaven. And whatever you allow on earth will be allowed in heaven. In whose name? In Jesus' name. Praise God. So everything that Jesus wants to get done on earth today is done through us in his name. Everything you want to get done on her today. Jesus is not doing anything on her today outside his name. And he's not doing it outside believers. So you can see as believers, you have a major responsibility in your hand. And that responsibility is not given to you without the power. So, you are not given the office without the portfolio. You are given the office with the mantle of that office. And the mantle of the office of a believer is authority. What makes you a believer is that you have been relocated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light and authority 
has been given to you. Are you following me now? We become sons of God by inheritance. Are you aware of that? We become sons of God by inheritance. We were slaves to sin. We belong to the kingdom of darkness. Or we used to belong to the kingdom of darkness. But by the reason of Jesus' sacrifice on the cross of Calvary, we were adopted into God's family. And we now have right to bear Jesus' name. Jesus adopts us. Let me give an instance. If you see couples that do not have any child, and they come to conclusion between themselves, say, well, I think at this point now, we need to adopt a child. And they take that decision to adopt a child, and that child bears their name. By the reason of adoption, they have given that child authority to use that name. So anywhere the child is standing, saying, I am XYZ name, that child is representing the family. Despite the fact that they were not the one who gave birth to him biologically. But the authority, the legal rights, the legal right to exercise or to use that name has been given to him. So it was binding. So the legal right to use the name of Jesus has been given to you by adoption because we were adopted into God's family. And what that will mean is that what Jesus' name will do for Jesus, it will also do for you. When you take, when your father issues you a check, you don't need a means of identification to cash that money. As long as you bear the same son name with him. Banking have changed these days anyway. But normally, Abby, normally, if you bear my son, in fact, it's always easy for families to transact banking transactions. If you bear my name as my son, you don't need identification to assess whatever that belongs to me. Are you following me now? So, when you take Jesus' name to anywhere, that name opens the door. Because, it's just for an instance, in Nigeria today, in Nigeria today, Buari's name opens any door. Buari's name, when it's mentioned, either present or not present, as long as you have the legal right to use that name, that name opens the door anywhere today in Nigeria. But what about if you don't know how valuable is that name? What about if you don't know the privilege you have to that name? You will have that name. But that name will not open any door. Because you don't know the privilege that is accorded you to use that name. And that is what makes the name of Jesus 
not to work for a lot of believers today. They don't know the privilege that they have to use that name. They don't know the, the legal right. They don't know how binding the document that accord you to use the name of Jesus was binded. That document was binded. That instrument was binded between binded with the blood of Jesus and the covenant that guaranteed the usage of that name was between God and God himself. And that will mean that nothing can change that covenant. So that name Jesus still work wonders today. That name Jesus still work miracle today. That name Jesus still perform what it used to perform. That name Jesus still perform what Jesus performed while he was on earth. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. We are talking about authority in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. So believers has been given the power of atoning to act on Jesus' behalf. Let me come down so that I explain to you. I said believers have been given the power of atoning to act on Jesus' behalf. Let me cite an example. How many of us um, knows King? Let's us use King in this uh, western part of the world of Nigeria. If you come from a royal family, pastor, if you come from a royal family, even let's assume you didn't come from a royal family, but you have the privilege for the king to give you the staff of office. Hmm? They give you the staff of office and say, go to so, so, so place and act on my behalf for something. Immediately, the person gets there and they see that staff of office of the king. Eh? Let me give you an example. Let me, let me, let me, I'm going far. Let me, let me say this. It is a signature. I like that. The name of Jesus is a signature on your check. And that name can bring out anything. I remember when I live, when we were living in, um, I experienced that in, um, Elisha Osho State. And I also, Experience it. I saw it also in offer. When the, the, the staff of office of the king is in the car, you know, they will bring it out. The king is not there. But the staff of office, the staff of office is the authority. Is the authority of the office of that king. Is the signature of his office. So even if the king is not there and the staff is somewhere, the king is there. And when the vehicle is passing, you see people buying down. It's happened many times because where we live in Leisure is very our our shop area is very close to the palace. You see people on the streets buying down. 
and it happened like that too in Offa. Are you following me now? So, you cannot imagine if the staff of office, the signature of office of an earthly king can open doors. What about the name of Jesus Christ? There is authority in that name. There is authority in that name. There is authority in that name. That name is power. That name is power. That name is power. That name walk wonders. That name walk miracles. That name heals. That name Jesus save. That name Jesus turn around situations. That name Jesus is a wonderful name. I see you understanding the authority that is embedded in that name, in Jesus' name. So when I say that the believers have been given the power of atony, the power of atony is the authority that is given to another person so as to act on behalf of the issuer and is legal binding. Power of atony. When I sign on in the law courts, in the law court, if I signed a document for you called Power of Attorney, I can say, see, this my land. I give you the power of attorney to sell it on my behalf. Anybody who has that power of attorney have the right to sell that land without any legal implication. Because the original owner has issued the document called Power of Attorney. And that is exactly the name of, the, of Jesus in the hand of believers. That is the document that we have. Jesus is, I'm giving you this document. I signed this document. I give you the legal rights. I give you the privilege to use my name on my behalf. So that anytime I'm not around, when you say in Jesus' name, that name work for you. Huh. I think the Holy Spirit is interpreting this to somebody to understand what that name stands for, to understand what the name of Jesus represents, and to understand what Jesus' name can do. Hallelujah. In the book of Matthew 28 and verse 18, Matthew 28 verse 18, the Bible says, And Jesus came and spoke to them, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. All authority. Jesus said it by himself. He says, And you know why the authority was given to Jesus now? 
The Bible says that he humbled himself and he obeyed to the point of death, even the death of the cross. And therefore, his father highly exalted him and given him that above all names. You know, he sacrificed himself for humanity. He shed his blood for humanity. It was pained because the Bible says that he endured. What you endure means that it pains you. He said he endured the cross. Why? For the glory ahead. And the glory ahead is that you will be called the sons of God and you will live in the kingdom. So you can live as a royal priesthood. So as a royal priesthood, combination of king and priest together. And that is who you are. And as a priest and king, you have the authority. You have been given staff of office to represent Jesus anywhere. It is not only the pastor. It is not only a five-fold ministry that represents Jesus. All believers represent Jesus. All believers have the authority, have the privilege, the right to represent Jesus on earth. So, you can speak to this mountain. Mountain, be thou removed. In Jesus' name. And the mountain will move. An apostle can speak to this mountain. Be thou removed. In Jesus' name. And the mountain move. A prophet can speak to this mountain. Be thou removed. And the mountain will move. In Jesus' name. Likewise you. All of us occupy fivefold ministry. But all of us have the authority, the same authority, because that authority is not higher than itself. Authority of Jesus is the same in measure. As a matter of fact, we can't measure it. It is, it is in its fullness. Are you getting what I'm saying? And the day you become a believer, the fullness of that authority is given to you. But the problem there, is this why some people why some people make use of that name and get result better than the other is knowledge the authority is not higher the authority of christ in me is not higher than the authority of christ in you but if my knowledge of that authority eh, is higher than your own then I use that authority better than you, better than you. Have you not seen people that are given staff of office that still behave like a weakling? Have you not seen it before? Have you not seen managers that don't know how to utilize their office adequately? That their subordinates are still controlling them? <laughs> that couldn't use, utilize the staff of office well? And they are still being ruled by their subordinates? They are weaklings. So when you are a weakling, you won't be able to exercise your, your rights. You won't be able to utilize the authority that is given to you. And that is the reason why you need 
to seek for knowledge, to understand that name, to understand the authority that is given to you. If you don't have the knowledge, you won't be able to exercise it. And devil will be taking advantage of you. Because devil seek for those that he will devour. Those that he will devour that he seek are those that he have seen that they are ignorant. Because ignorance is the sharpest weapon in the hand of the devil to devour even the believers. Amen. Because the Bible says that he walked about like a running lion seeking for whom he may devour. And I have explained to you that the whom there are the believers. Believers can be devoured by darkness. Satan can still, believer uh, can be devoured by Satan, by Satan. Satan can steal from believer. Satan can kill believer. Satan can destroy believer. Don't let anybody lie to you. That as long as you are a believer, you automatically, Satan, you are free from Satan. You cannot be. No, if you are ignorant, any area where you are ignorant, Satan will still be teaching you there. Are you following me? And that is the reason why we never ceased to expose you to the truth of the gospel in this place. In every area. When we finish about authority now, we are going into another teaching. Maybe healing. Maybe faith. We are going to another teaching. And we will take our time also to explain it to you. So that you will be enlightened. So that you will be illuminated. And when you see light, in a certain area, light is deliverance. Bible says, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. The truth is light. So the more you are exposed to light, the more you receive freedom. What Satan does, is Satan look at area of your weakness. And the area of your weakness will mean the area where you have not been illuminated. And it take advantage of you. The Bible says we are we are not unaware of the devices of the devil. Yes, we are not unaware of his devices, and that is why we know that yes, Satan will 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 serve you and check where you are weak, where you have not been exposed to knowledge, and it begin to romance you there. And begin to romance you there. But the day that you are exposed to the knowledge, that is the day you receive your freedom. Are you following me? If you enter into a five-bedroom apartment, five-bedroom, and it's in the night, and all the light was switched off, and possibly you have not been able to enter that house before, there is every tendency that you hit your head on the wall. There is every possibility you eat your foot on the chair and on objects. But immediately you could try and trace the source of light in that city room and switch it on. What happened? What happened? Darkness disappeared and you see clearly. And Satan will not be able to teach you again when light is switched on. But don't forget that the rest five rooms, there is still darkness there. So, because you, are, you can see light in the living room, and you can walk well in the living room, and you cannot dash your leg against the stone in the living room, and you, nobody can 
Still, I rob you in the living room does not mean that you cannot be robbed in the in, in one of the bedrooms. Am I communicating here? And until when you enter into the first room and you switch on light there, then you see light again. And darkness takes leave. And you enter into the second room and you switch on the light, third room, fourth room, and the fifth room. And that is when you are completely free from the oppression of darkness. So what I'm saying invariably is that you need to seek knowledge in every department of your life. You need to seek knowledge in every ramification of your life. You need to have the whole counsel of God concerning humanity. What divinity says concerning humanity, what is written in the manual of, of divinity for humanity, you need to seek it at all times. So that you can be liberated. Because it is the truth that liberates you. There was a time I was in the bondage of darkness. That every night. Virtually every night. I access and eat in my dreams. Virtually every night. To the very point that. When it is about for me to sleep in the night. And fear will catch me. Because I have been told that if I have sex in the dream and eat in the dream, it's a signal of backwardness. There was a point in time when I have consistently having dreams, finding myself in my primary school. And it has been associated to backwardness. Are you following me? It was a complete bondage for me that period. Complete bonding that my mind was just on it, and because my mind was on it, it kept on coming. I will try as much as possible not to sleep, and I will stay awake because I was afraid to sleep, not to have such terrible dream. Can you see kind of bonding that Satan has subjected me to? Even not Satan now, ignorance has subjected me to, and the same way ignorance have subjected a lot of people to such bondage. Am I communicating here? And you know, nature cannot be cheat. You can cheat nature. And all of a sudden, I will just go that I slept off. And it won't be quite 10 15 minutes, they will bring the food. And it won't be quite 10 15 minutes, I will see the girl in my dream. Are you, are you following me? And when I finish eating the food, I wake up again. Then I enter into prayer. With a mindset that I'm going to be backward again. But you know what? When I seek knowledge. And I come to understand. That whatever that you receive with thanks. Eh, cannot defile you. Cannot defile you. So when I eat that food in the dream, I will wake up and I will say, Father, I thank you for this delicious meal. I said, if I see more, I will eat. Then I sleep again. Satan was shocked. Why? Because I saw light. And maybe some weeks later, no, Satan will not go immediately. 
you want to see that you are, not, you are sure of what you are saying. If you are determined, Satan wants to be sure that you are actually determined. Are you following me? And later Satan comes again. And I will wake up one. I won't wake up completely like before. I'll just wake up halfway. And I will say, Father, I thank you for this delicious meal. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. I sleep again. Sister, that was the end. Up to today, I don't eat in the food in the dream again. For many years, I don't have sex in the dream again. I don't eat in the dream again. Something that happened virtually every day before. If it doesn't happen every day, it will happen every other day. Can you see what I'm saying? You get what I'm trying to say. And a lot of areas of life like that, that you needed to be exposed to light. And that is why I pity people that are still under the bondage of religion. Ignorance is bondage. Religion is bondage. I pity those that are still under the bond of religion that are still saying that this is my grandfather, grandfather touch. And that is where I'm going to remain. This is where I was born. That's where I'm going to remain. And in that place, they are not exposing you to the truth of the gospel. They are not exposing you. They are not illuminating your mind. They are not making you to come out out of the oppression of darkness by the awesome teaching, by the precise knowledge of Christ, by the accurate knowledge of Christ, by epignosis. And you remain there. And you stay there. For what purpose? I decree that this word of life you are hearing illuminate your heart in Jesus' name. And bring a liberation to you in the mighty name of Jesus. Do I still have any area of my life where Satan is still taking advantage? Yes. What am I doing about it? Seeking knowledge. Seeking light. 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 I tell people most of the time, most of the time, most of the time, what people need is not prayer. If you come to me, for those of you who have come to me before, if you have come to me before for counsel, uh, to tell me your issue, you will discover that I sit people down. I don't just say, eh? Ah. Or where should you And Lati Dadua. I will jump me while I back. I go yoki. No, 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 no. For what? Hello? When you go to a medical doctor and you say, this side of the head is just aching seriously. The doctor says, ah! That is headache. That is serious chronic headache. What you need now is to use paracetamol. Is that what doctor says? Doctor will say, what about this side of the back? Is it paining you? you? Say yes. Is it paining you to one side of your leg? You say yes. What about this side? You say no. What is it trying to do? Doctor is tracing the source of the headache because he knew that there might be underlying ailments causing the headache. Something happening that triggers the headache. Are you following me now? So doctor is tracing the source. 
by his expertise, by his professionalism. The same way, pastors, it is not everything. There are certain things that when pastor finishes talking with you, pastor will say, well, sister, what you need to do is to go to the hospital. Because I am not a doctor. Are you following me now? What pastor more cannot can heal? You don't need fasting and prayer to heal it. Am I communicating to somebody? If Pastor Mo can heal your headache, you don't need fasting and prayer. Because the Pastor Mo that healed it is an act of God. You say, Father, I thank you because you healed me through this Pastor Mo. It is still God. The doctor will tell you that, well, when they treat you, that is, they care for you, they say, God heals you. So what they are saying is, when we give you parastamol and the parastamol take care of your headache, it is not we, it is still God. Is that what they are saying? It is God that has healed you. I've, I've told you, I'm not tampering with your feet. I've told you, when you are in faith and you are persuaded, and you are persuaded, and when you are persuaded, Eh? Nobody can convince you. When you get to a point of persuasion, nobody can convince you. When somebody says, No, now do it like this, you say, No, I know what God said to me. Because it is the word of God that gets you persuaded. I know what God said to me. You cannot. <laughs> You know, we make some mistakes. Eh? Because testimonies, testimonies are good to share. Somebody will come on board and say, Praise God. About two months ago, I was diagnosed to have cancer. And as the pastor was ministering, the pastor says that Jesus defeated Satan. And the pastor says, by his stripes, I am healed. And I take that word and I begin to believe that word and can't left me. I stopped using my drugs. I stopped doing chemo and I became healed. And somebody will say, somebody with cancer in the congregation will say, ah, pastor said by his strife, by his strife, I'm healed. By his strife, I'm healed. And he will get home and carry his rug and throw his rug away. And immediately you throw that drug away. Hmm? Satan will make the pain to be severe. Are you hearing me? To be severe. And when the pain begins to get severe, oh, 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 Satan says, you will die. <laughs> I begin to panic. That person is not in faith. Are you hearing me? That person still needs his drug. That person still needs chemo. The person who is in faith at that point 
When he received the word of God, and the word of God mixed with faith in him, it says, Satan, if I perish, I perish. If I die, I die. If I die, it is a loss to your kingdom. Because if I die today, I see the Lord. And your kingdom is minus one. Satan will say, get confused. And he run. But mind you, he will still come. He says, see, doctor, I told you, you have just two months more to go. And you can see that the situation is not getting better. It's getting worse. Somebody in faith will answer and say, the prevailing circumstance, notwithstanding, the word of God said, by his stripes, I am healed. And that is it. That settles it. If I die, I die. Satan, you lost a candidate. Ah. Are you following me? That is the man in faith. That is the man in faith. That is the woman in faith. The woman that is persuaded. Not that you just hear one small testimony. And you say, okay, I'm going to throw you my jobs. It's better you hear the truth now. A lot of people have wasted their lives because of that. Are you, are you aware? A lot of people, quite a number of people have died. And it is not yet their time. It is ignorance that kills them. Ignorance will not kill you. I say ignorance will not kill you. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I say ignorance will not kill you in the name of Jesus. And that is the reason why we are exposing you to knowledge. We are talking about authority in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. The book of Mark 16, 17 and 18. The Bible makes us to understand that the name Jesus is available to every believer. In the book of Mark 16, 17 and 18, the Bible says clearly five signs that accompany the usage of Jesus' name. Five signs. Five signs that accompany the usage of Jesus' name. Of that authority. Esosia. Number one, the Bible says that in that name Jesus, it says you will cast out demons. These signs shall follow them that believe. Who will the sign follow? Who will the sign follow? Pastors, apostles, prophets, teachers, believers. These signs shall follow them who believe. Do we have believer in the house? Do we have believer in the house? If we have believer in the house, shout, I'm a believer. Say, I'm a believer. And this sign shall follow me. And this sign shall follow me. In the name of Jesus, in the authority of the name of Jesus, I will cast out demons. Oh, no. 
<laughs> and when you see the maneuverings of darkness, the maneuverings of demon in your business, in your body, in your children, in your career, in your destiny, as a believer, do you run a tasketer? Do you run for those that have the authority? What do you do to exercise your authority? You say in Jesus' name, stop man, your maneuvering Satan. Stop your oppressions, demon. And what happens immediately? Demon stop. Demon stop. In whose name? In Jesus' name. In whose name? In Jesus' name. In whose name? In Jesus' name. Why? Because you have the authority. You have been given the staff of office. You have been given the document signed by the blood of Jesus. It took Jesus' death for you to have that document. That name cannot fail. That name, Jesus, when you understand it by revelation, it will fail you. You don't give it down for darkness. The prevailing circumstance, not wasting As long as you hold on that name, say, so This is my staff of office. This is the signature that I have to cast out you, to cast you out, devil. And that is the reason why I told you, when I see a demon possessed person, I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid. Because the testimony of that, my friend, it really helped my faith. The testimony of my friend helped my faith. Practical testimony. And the demon ran towards him. And the demon said, Leave me alone, Jesus. What? So, if that brother speak out that day and say, demon, get out of him. Who has spoken? Who has spoken? When you are confronting demon, demon knew that you are not the one. Demon knew is Jesus. Because it is spirit versus spirit. And your spirit has been mixed with the spirit of Jesus. There is divine union between your spirit and the spirit of Christ. So when you speak Jesus is as good as Jesus has spoken. <laughs> Hallelujah. It says, in my name, you will cast out demons. That's number one. I think somebody is provoked. If you know you are provoked, can you rise on your feet? Let's do something practical. I don't want you to take advantage of this revelation, this light. I want you to speak. You know that area where you have been observing the maneuverings of demons. Where demons have been romancing you, your finance, your health, your marriage, your academics. You just see that demon is romancing you there. You want to speak now in Jesus' name. 
You say, Satan, stop your operations. In my finance, don't forget we are talking about believers' authority. And the Bible says, whatever you allow on earth, in Jesus' name, is allowed in heaven. Whatever you disallow, in Jesus' name, you disallow is done in heaven. So you disallow the operation of darkness in that part of your life. The Lord Jesus is present here. Speak and say, stop in my finance, Satan. Stop your work. Because the Bible says, for this purpose, this is God manifest to destroy your work. Go ahead and begin to stop him now. Authority. You have authority. You have it. You have it. You have it. You have it. Yes, yes, speak, speak with authority. Speak with authority. Makasi ketekataya. Akuta katarada Makataya. Mention that part of your life. My finance. Satan, I stop your operations. For the Bible says, this sign shall follow me. That in Jesus' name, I will cast you out. And you will not resist me. He said, I will cast you out. And you will not be able to resist me. To resist the word of Christ. Resist the word of God. Blessed be to God. Blessed be to God. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Jam your hands together for the Lord. And please be seated. I have just about five minutes more. And I'll be dropping the microphone. Oh, And number two, the Bible says, you will speak with new tongues. You will speak with new tongues. So, speaking with new tongues is a sign that follows those who believe in Jesus' name. Speaking with new tongues. And that tongue, when you speak it, you will release its power. There is divine energies that you release when you speak in tongues. You build up your most holy faith. When you speak in tongues, the Holy Spirit, that the Spirit of Christ, is speaking through you. Is speaking what your understanding cannot comprehend. Is speaking the will of God. Is speaking the will, the purpose of God. From the Greek word, boldly of God. Boldly, B-O-U-L-E of God. That is what is coming out of you when you speak in the Holy Ghost. It is not longer you who speak, but the spirit that is in the inside of you is praying the exact plan, the exact, the accurate plan, the accurate word of God. That is what is speaking. And when the Holy Spirit speaks the word of God to God, that word pleases God. That word satisfies God. And I pity those who don't speak in tongues. It's, yes, it's not a sin, but it's good to speak in tongues. Because the Bible says it, that one of the signs that follow Jesus' name, when we pronounce it, is that we speak in the new tongues. Can somebody speak in the Holy Ghost now? 
nekenerekede zuke kana hakata vrii kazia kata mikana na sukeha grankedo nizia kata ikiakata dadadi vralada do fredededish grekedegedegedesh mikerika talahat mikusakaraya greketele greketuda sukataya neketele Zikidi grikidi kaya miko sukede ya graha ingrakanda 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 nokrukete ya nok nokrakata kakoruma kavrakata vria vre vrekede vrekede rebrozo sakrakada ingrakata kata nokakarakanda vrengan konkoda Rongkonda, Grekanda, Makuka Karakata Kata Rakata Kata Kara, Wakanda Kada, Ukanda Kata, Rekata, Vranta, Navrananda, Navrandantata, Nato Rakanda, Ingrakata Kataya, Makusa Kata Kata, Hallelujah. Blessed be to God. Something is taking place in the realm of the Spirit. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And number three. The Bible says, you will take up serpent. You will take up serpent. The Bible is not talking about literal serpent. The Bible didn't say, you'll be going about looking for snakes everywhere. That's not what the Bible is saying. The Bible is saying, the serpent is synonymous to evil. The serpent is synonymous to the lies of darkness. Amen. So what is saying? You have control over the wickedness of darkness. This is what is saying invariably. You have control. That is in Jesus' name. You have dominion over the wickedness of darkness. There is no weapon that will be able to fashion against you that will stand in Jesus' name. So that name, dominion accompanies that name. Hallelujah. You are to dominate the kingdom of darkness, but you are not to dominate the fellow man. Because we see a lot of people, even the so-called believers, that they have the dominion spirit. The dominion spirit is witchcraft spirit. Do you know what I said? When you see anybody that is always willing to dominate his fellow man. That has that strong dominion spirit, it is witchcraft. It is the spirit of the devil that in operation in such a person. The Bible says we should have dominion over darkness, but not over our fellow man. Are you hearing what I say? Have I passed across a message to you? And I know that in this church, we don't have such people here who have dominion spirits, who want to dominate people by fire, by force. They want to put people under their you know, wings. They want to put people under their shed. Immediately see somebody come. They want to see the way out. They will put that person under. You know, they do it by tricks. Most of the times, what they do is to entice you with things, to give you things so that you can succumb and be under them. That spirit is just in them. When they see anybody, they want to put that person under and dominate. It is witchcraft. That is what that is the spirit of the devil. You don't have it. 
I said, you don't have it. You don't have it. But you have dominion over darkness. And number four, say they will drink their things, but will not harm them. That's one of the signs. It's not also talking about you going for poison about. Because if you deliberately go and drink sniper, you will die. <laughs> Hallelujah. If you deliberately go and drink sniper, because you intentionally want to commit suicide, and there is nothing God can do about it. God, God couldn't stop it. I'm not saying God will not, wouldn't. I said couldn't. There is a difference between wouldn't and couldn't. I mean, God could not. God is incapacitated. Is incapacitated to stop you if you are if you get your mind made up that you want to go and org transformer. <laughs> you want to give transformer a romance and say I'm depressed. In fact, this word don't tire me. And the next thing is I want to go and org transformer. Eh? I want to mix my pass. I want to mix it with Milo and cold tea. So that, so that we <laughs> praise God. Praise God. The Bible says that in the world we shall have tribulations. Isn't it? It says, well, be of good cheer. Say, so I have overcome the world. And that word for good cheer is rejoice. So the, the secret of overcoming depression is rejoicing. Are you okay what I'm saying now? When you rejoice, when you see that you are getting depressed over certain issues, just find a place and dance. Are you hearing me? Dance. Just dance. Just clap your hands. Just wave your hands. Just dance. Dance and sing. Amen. Satan gets confused when he sees you rejoicing, when you are supposed to be sorrowing. Yes. It's, I, I, I am a witness to it. I've seen it work. And yesterday, we almost take much time here because we're engrossed in the Holy Ghost. There is what we call joy in the Holy Ghost. Joy. When you see that Satan is overwhelming you with issues of life and you're getting depressed, switch your gear and get into the realm. Let your spirit man be awakened and rejoice in the Holy Ghost. Rejoicing in the Holy Ghost will mean that you are laughing. Isn't it? Rejoicing in the Holy Ghost will mean that you are jumping. Rejoicing in the Holy Ghost will mean that you are running. Rejoicing the Holy Ghost means you are dancing. I got what I'm saying now. So, yesterday, what we did was that we were laughing in the Holy Ghost. That is joy in the Holy Ghost. The Bible tells us, Claire, that the kingdom of God is not in eating and drinking. Eh? It's not in eating and drinking. The kingdom where we find ourselves is not in drinking and eating, but in what? In righteousness. It says, in Peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. So, can somebody rejoice in the Holy Ghost? <laughs> can somebody rejoice in the Holy Ghost? <laughs>